This is the Big Brand Theory Podcast by Blackwood Creative with your host, Kyle Johnson. And now, here's Kyle. Hey guys, it's Kyle Johnson. Today, I got to talk to Julius Geis, who is from Hawaii, which makes me jealous a little bit. But he's brought us the idea of identity built branding. And this is where, when we know who we are as a company and why we're doing things, that can come out through our branding and develop stronger relationships with our community and with our customers. And ultimately, it serves everyone better. So here's my conversation with Julius. Why don't you tell me a little bit about who you are and what you're up to? All right. My name is uh, Julius. Um, I'm born and raised in Germany today, living in Hawaii, Maui. Um, I'm dealing with brands since, oh boy, now 17 years. I started in the advertisement field. So I'm originally actually an educated banker. I always like to say that because, yeah, I'm, I did not do anything with marketing. I, I started in financing. Um, I grew up in a, in a household where uh, changing the world was was on the top of our agenda. So huh. my, my parents were a teacher. My mom had a left-oriented bookstore. So I always say I grew up on demonstrations. So every weekend we would <laughs> demonstrate against atomic electricity and things like that. But um, yeah, so uh, after, after my short career in finance, I... I, I um, I started out in the sports industry. My brother was a professional snowboarder. He gave me an introduction into the into the sports marketing world. I oh. uh, spent a couple of years there. I had my own snowboard stores, built my own e-commerce stores. So I did a lot of um, entrepreneurial work before I headed to advertisement. Um, and I think that was more or less a, a lucky shot. Someone gave me the opportunity. I was curious about a different viewpoint, I would say, because I didn't have an education in that field per se. Um, and yeah, lucky enough, I started out um, creating all um, communication for all Microsoft consumer brands. So at this time, it was the launch or the, the, the switch from MSN Messenger to Windows Live Messenger. It was the switch to Windows 7 and from Windows um, Live Search to Bing, to the Bing search engine. <laughs> so it was a super exciting time. and. I was in the middle of it, uh, 25 years old, um, no experience, but that sense of, you know, being a bit different and Microsoft mm-hmm. loved it. The campaigns were really successful. So I would say in a very short time in advertisement, I climbed up the ladder to the top, um, made a lot of money, made a lot of, um, you know, cool relationships. But at the same time, I, um, yeah, I kind of like was missing something which had something to do with myself. I, didn't feel really happy. I didn't really know what uh, makes me laugh anymore. So with all the success I had, I would say I also experienced some sense of a burnout quite early. And that's when I started to investigate, when I started to travel. My boss at this time gave me a sabbatical. I took that time to travel to Hawaii, spent there three months, met great people, spiritual teachers, different influences. And when I came back to Germany, I did felt, you know, did feel happier. And um, that was kind of like the starting point for identity build branding because my my yeah, my motivation was to find a way how I can give that feeling of 
uh, self and that sense of happiness to organizations. And that was the journey to today and to identity build brand new. So let's talk about that. I mean, that's a really cool journey um, from Germany to Hawaii and now back to Germany and then now back to Hawaii, which yeah. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are um, a wee bit jealous, uh, you know, of that. So yeah. we could fill a whole podcast about living on Maui, probably. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. It's I'm sure it's a different culture than we're used to here in the uh, in the in the lower 48, as we call them. So, mm-hmm. um, so let's talk about identity built branding. Like what? That's a cool term, but what does it mean? What's identity built branding? It basically means that a company, instead of focusing on outside influences, which we call a market-based uh, strategy, we're looking inwards first, which I call identity build or an identity build, uh, an identity-based perspective. And by doing that, a company develops or like a company, a brand develops a sense of understanding of who they are. So when they're executing their strategies, when they're operating, they are feeling they're they're more connected with, you know, what we call today their purpose and their reason of existing. Sure. Um, and that in effect, and I think your listeners and you're aware of it, you know, different studies then show how that makes your employees more happy, how that creates a better culture, um, how you, you know, become strong, like stronger in the talent war that you have today. So identity build branding is literally a framework um, building brands with a different perspective, focusing first of the questions of who are we building um, an identity setup, like giving you true understanding of what are like, what are your attributes? What are your values? What are your characteristics as a company? But also things like, and that's why we differentiate from like terms like purpose-driven branding, that we are increasing the, the spectrum of what we're looking at. So for example, if a company uh, went through a bankruptcy, that has an effect on their identity and how they are operating, right? So they are rather a bit more fearful because they went through an experience already versus a startup who is super pumped, have, you know, never really got a setback. So they, they, they operating different. So we are, we're building that into our characteristic, what we call identity strategy, and then take that and helping companies and brands to really make an authentic communication and, and brand um, strategy from there. Hmm. Yeah, I think we we hear that a lot uh, from from different, I guess, influencers or different people that have written books and so forth, this idea of, as a company, finding here's our purpose, here's our why we're doing it. Um, you know, there's Simon Sinek, Start With Why, all of that kind of stuff that's out there. So um, what do you find is like kind of a key to to a company well, let's say it's a smaller company or mid-sized company. How do they figure out what their identity actually is? Well, I think the rule of thumb is the smaller a company is, usually the, the more they're connected with that, what I call identity intuitively, right? So if you're a one-man show, I, I hope you'll be pretty aware of who you are and, and understand why you're operating the way you're operating. But but even there, we, we see some... Uh, discrepancy between you know what a person thinks it it is or it it should be and 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 their true identity. 
But of course, the bigger a company gets, the more complex it gets. Because let's say you have a like you, you're a company or a brand, and, and like 200 people working for you, even thousand people or more. So you, 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 your collective is an is a mix between multiple identities. So what we what we want to do is find that common ground. The idea is not that everybody in the company one to one reflects that identity what we call you know the brand identity it's rather that there is something that these people that your people can identify with um, that is strong enough to make them you know really stand behind the mission and the vision that really you know make them stand behind making a good job and things like this and also on an intrinsic level What's so important on that concept of identity is that employees start to answer their question of why am I getting up every day to, to go to work? What is my contribution to that bigger picture? And identity strategies and identity build branding really helps that relationship between a company's or a brand's identity and these individual identities working for that brand. Hmm. I think I found that, like, I mean, and I felt this myself, but I think a lot of business owners I've talked to, it's sometimes it's a struggle to say, like, here's my big grand vision or here's my big thing, like purpose. And sometimes it just feels like, is it okay if it's like, I just kind of want to make a good living and I want to live a good life? Like, what, what is there, in your opinion, like, is there, is there a difference or is there a problem with people saying, like, uh, you know, I just I'm I'm in it. Not I'm in it for the money, but I I'm in it to just to live a good living and and that type of thing. Like, t- talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, like at least in my opinion, is there's no there's no right or wrong in the first place. Uh, I'm not here to judge people or companies on how they are, you know, how they define their life or their life's purpose or whatever. So I just just from the but, but I get your I get your question. It's just important to me to to state that that um, our approach is not to judge. Our approach is rather to offer a different viewpoint, uh, and by offering a different viewpoint, you know give access to different experience. So, but to answer your question, um, I think it really depends on how do you do that? So what I'm observing in our industry when it comes to branding and marketing in the context of purpose-driven branding. So yes, I always like to give that book. Yes, Simon Simon is great. <laughs> there it we is. all read it and yeah. it's cool. But to just answer your, um, your why, how, and what, um, it's great. But the question is not to to just answer that. The question is, do you resonate and understand why you gave the answers you gave, right? Mm -hmm. And and that's where I see the biggest lack and the biggest gap and where we try to to be different in how we approach someone in identifying their identity. Mm -hmm. So, yes, we all can sit down and say, you have to have a purpose. And it happens exactly what you said. We feel pressured because we said, well, I don't really know what that is. So I'm just writing something very big. You know, yeah. I want to change the world, period. Yeah. So that's great. And it sounds good. But if it's not connected with your true identity and your true self, then it's worth nothing. It's just big words on a piece of paper who will not, you know, change your operation into the into worse or the better. It's just it's just 
you know, it's just nothing you can actually use for. And that's the difference. And that's what we want to do with identity build branding. We are more focused on the person or that self that expresses a purpose so that these two things are actually connected and aligned and really can be authentic intrinsically and extrinsically. Did that make any sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, you had experience and and a good amount of time with with you said we're working with Windows and and some of their stuff. Um, do you feel like they were or are now um, utilizing identity built branding to to basically grow their business? So to to clarify that Windows did not uh, take my identity built branding approach. It's just my history where, where sure. I'm coming from and where I experienced branding in in a way that was much more manipulative and and uh, linear and and I believe that there, there needs to be a different concept how brands and customers build true relationships in a in a true exchange of meaning and and I didn't see that in traditional branding forms so I I, I wouldn't say that um, Windows is using something like identity built branding um, I I, I I, I rather use companies like Patagonia, where I would see even they didn't hire me to do identity build branding with me, but it's a company or a brand that I like from from an observant perspective that is really aligned in the principles of identity build branding. So I did do really have a, a strong understanding of who they are as a company. They're really connected with their founding spirit, their philosophy. The founder had when he built, like when he produced the first Patagonia clothes. And so the, these are good examples to me. Olukai is a great example. And even Virgin, I think Richard Branson from the get-go, he also had a strong identity awareness when it comes to branding. Windows is, I think, a bit more tricky because at the beginning, they were a much more functional brand and much, you know, rather focused on all the benefits and functions they had rather than the why they built it, you know, Windows in the first place. Even it was existing, you know, Bill Gates definitely had his why somehow, but it was nothing that the brand really embraced. Uh, today, it's a bit different. I would say their, their new leadership um, became much more like softened it up much more and 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 and, and gave in these um, yeah these softer values um, that now are, is represented in the Microsoft brand but yeah I, I can't say too much my my connection with Microsoft is is rather as a consumer and a frustrated consumer between us than than I have internal knowledge anymore yeah, yeah. so let's talk a little bit more about those examples that you were kind of bringing up that of companies that you see are using identity built branding, whether or not they maybe even know it, but they, that's the concept that's there. And mm-hmm. um, what does that what does that look like on a higher level view? But then also like on a practical level, like what mm-hmm. what how does that look? I think like everybody who follows Patagonia and and I, and I and I would say most people know know the Patagonia the outdoor brand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just something we really believe. And I think this is the meta level, right? So it is a brand that 
when you come across that brand, you don't ask a lot of questions. It's somehow the setting of what it's standing for is, is automated, right? So you go to a store, like say you go to an REI and you see in Patagonia jacket, you're, you, automatically your brain makes certain checks, right? It's very sustainable. They somehow care about the environment. They're good to their people. Um, they do a lot of fun things when it comes to advertisement and things like this. So there's a certain checklist that we automatically check without doing you know, an extensive research. So we just believe them that they really truly fulfill these values versus other brands we go to the same store we said well who is that brand again is adidas really for sustainable like i see they have a green label but you know i i read a bunch of different things about them so we have more questions about other brands and that's i think is a good example of what identity build branding is all about it's that building trust in relationship on on a very authentic uh, on a very authentic foundation. And by doing things consistently, continuously, like, you know, there's just something that, that, that branding just, just that, that we need in branding. Um, that effect, that automation in checklists, like checking off my checklist, that happens mm -hmm. to certain brands and it doesn't happen to other brands. Mm -hmm. So that to me is, is an effect on identity built branding. Because again, like when you use the Microsoft example to, to give that as a quick add-on, right? So Microsoft was trying to do these checkboxes in the past with functions. So it has that speed, it has that thing, blah, blah. Other companies wouldn't even talk about it. We would just believe it. For example, Apple, of course, yeah. is their core competitor. So, yeah. and, and there was a sense of believing we had as a customer in that that brand actually fulfills that. So we actually didn't want to know. And that is to me the, the interplay. So it's all about trust is about authenticity and trust and authenticity is the bigger word of relationship. Mm -hmm. A terminology we use in identity built branding is relationship centric brand approach. And that's kind of like the, the foundation, the construct, the concept around it. Hmm. Wow. So how can, how can we, as business owners or marketers take this concept of identity built branding and where do we start to get yeah. you know get this involved and 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 utilize it for our own company yeah so it's actually very simple so it's not rocket science i know it sounds sometimes very like because it we're using these big words and um but it's actually pretty simple and in, in in to do so whether or not like you're working with us, for example. So if you would work with us on an identity build or on an identity strategy, we always start with a workshop. In this workshop, we ask uh, a bunch of different questions that that leadership team or owners or diff like different a different constellation of people are answering. And what we are focusing on it is um, the way you answer them. It's not so much what you answer, it's rather the way you answer it. So like what kind of verbiage you use, what, what constellation of verbiage you use. Um, and looking into that allows us to, to identify, okay, what's their framing? Like, what is that person coming from? Is it, a, is it like, a, is it a hopeful approach? Is it a fear-based approach? Like all these kind of like nuances that we look into it. If you do it by yourself, um, 
I think it's truly the, the the concept of understanding who who am I or who are we, right? So you can start with the things of what is my purpose. I always recommend it, you know, maybe don't make it too big, but also don't make it too small. So you made the example earlier in saying, well, isn't it okay to just have a decent living? I think it is okay to, of course, that this is something that you want to achieve as a goal. But the question I would ask you then is, why what what is your definition of having a comfortable life yeah. what what is that comfort feel like and if you go a bit deeper into asking more why questions to yourself you get something that really is the trigger and the source of all you all of you and the motivation of why you are in business in the first place right so many times i i, I did a lot of clothing and apparel there is this true motivation in, in interrupting the industry because they're seeing a lack and they want to have it better. So for um, a, a client I work for called Elkline, it's a German-based outdoor apparel brand. They truly wanted to make um, a, better, a better apparel gear that is much more sustainable, that doesn't use any chemicals, that doesn't use certain things that they had. So that was their purpose. And so now you can go further. Why do they you know, why do they even want that in the first place? Because, I mean, there are so many apparel brands out there. Why do we need another one? Yeah. And I think that then comes always down to that founder spirit, to that ex to that expressionist who says, who stands up and said, no, but the style I'm doing is different. I can reach different people with that mission because it's still not where it's supposed to be. Or the way I approach it is more inclusive. Let's say my supply chain benefits from it. We really want to make it on a cooperative uh, place versus a, a classical supply chain. However, there are like different reasons. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the answer to your question to me is it's just focus rather on the intention why you answer your, a question the way you do versus what's written on the paper. And then the trick is, because now we just have a fancy paper, right? So we just have something written down. Mm -hmm. So how do we close the gap between that idea, that identity, that strategy in our day-to-day -day operation? And what we recommend yeah. is some, some form of check-in process, whether it's a weekly thing, a daily thing, a monthly thing, where you look at what you're doing and what you had as an intention, what you had written down as your intention versus what you did day to day in your day to day operation. Because in our research, the gap is usually correlated with what we call the autopilot, a pattern that you are not aware of, that you're using, and that kind of like distracts your intention from your day to day operation. And we all know that, right? So, in a practice, like in a personal level, usually people take the same the same path to work. When they drive to work, they use the same path every day. We don't even think about it. Mm -hmm. So the same goes for business. We have something, we have an autopilot in how we operate our business. So new ideas many times get disrupted by this autopilot. And without us even knowing about it, we are back in the old saddle yeah. <laughs> and far away from that intention. So we have to make sure that we include certain check-ins um, I recommend them daily, weekly, and monthly in, in different priorities to take time to reflect and really observe what we did and create a sense of awareness 
And that makes the difference. Hmm. And everyone can do that. So that's the cool thing. You, you know, you know, small companies, one like a, a one-man show or, or thousands of people, it doesn't matter. Everyone can do that. It's that training of understanding of how do I operate? Why do I operate the way I do it? Which, which pattern and which autopilot is serving us and which pattern and autopilot is rather taking us away from that new intention, that new strategy that we have worked on. Yeah, I'm glad you clarified that because I feel like that's that right there is where we hear a lot of talk about this, like having a purpose and an identity, but then how do we turn that corner and implement this into our workflow and into our marketing messaging and all of that type of right. stuff to make it actually valuable to us? Because like you said, we may go through answer all any questions, whatever. It's a survey. It's something that working with a company like yours, whatever it is, we answer all these questions and then it just sits there or it gets right. converted into a thing and put on the wall or whatever. So right. that that question of how do we turn the corner and implement this and have it actually bring some sort of ROI, whether it's something we can identify with new sales or just an increase in in our you know, culture and the value and and productivity and different things like that. That's mm -hmm. that's what I think that a lot of business owners and even leaders, marketers, and so forth in 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 their companies are looking for. Um, and and it's we've we've gone down the path too many times, probably of of the fluff and talking to a consultancy and and getting ideas, and then mm -hmm. it just doesn't turn into real traction and I think that mm. we're trying that's what we're looking for right as a culture in business is I need something that's got some teeth to it that's actually going to make a difference so I agree with you and 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 it's and 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 I had the same struggle that you described as a strategist right I got frustrated why my strategies always land in the in the desk drawer yeah. because I think you you everybody working you know, with, with companies, whatever strategy it is, we all feel this momentum and this 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 momentum where we where we where we feel what we got something. And then two weeks later, that's all gone. And you're thinking, why is that? Like how how can how can that feeling of greatness suddenly be gone already? And the owner you you know two weeks earlier was like you were doing high fives with is, yeah. is desperate sitting on his desk again and says, Well, I don't really care. I, I just I have to kind of like cover all these fires. Yes. And 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 that's kind of like how we uh, how I started looking into that that second part. So for those who are curious and, and on, on our website identitybuildbranding.com we have we have written down a process and how we would imp how we are implementing it, and on the second stage, um, we, we this is kind of like where we work with this sense of self awareness and training uh, leadership and in and and um, everybody in a company to kind of like check in with yourself and make sure you get an awareness of what you're doing every day. Because if you think about the brand um, and your identity strategy as a compass, and then you have a regular strategy, like your business plan is your, is your map and the business is the boat, you know, individual, those things are not really beneficial for each other. So you have to somehow put them together. So the compass and the map is only worth something if you actually look at them in, in combination. Mm -hmm. Because if you only look at the map, then yeah, it's a great map. If you only look at the compass, well, it's a great compass. But they only make sense if you put them together. 
But that putting together is really the rocket science. That's the complicated part, not building the identity, not building a good brand, not creating a great design and all these kind of things. The, the, the rocket sign is how do you get people on board and how do you break that cycle, that, that autopilot that I name it? How do you break that? How do you get them to implementing and taking these tools and put them into action? Mm-hmm. What do you feel like are some of those roadblocks that people might run into if they're saying, "Hey, I'm going to go down this path. We're gonna, we're gonna work whether it's with somebody like you or just in general. Like, we're gonna work on creating our or identifying our de- identity, and then we want to implement it. But what are some roadblocks like we talked about that might cause somebody to just say, hey, two weeks down the road, like, ah, we haven't really done anything with it.' Well. One of the one of the biggest roadblocks is definitely uh, like is people itself, and it starts with the founder and leadership. <laughs> I always have to laugh that you know at the beginning of a project, um, leadership is usually totally on board and say, "Yeah, we need yeah. a new brand, we need that, it's yeah. great." But then when we reach the point that we say, "Well, actually, you have to change too, right?" You know that it's it's uh-huh. actually about you and not so much about your employees. And uh, that's one of the biggest roadblocks, the, yeah. the, the acceptance that uh, leadership have some weaknesses, uh, the willingness to change, you know. Um, and then, then, of course, that goes for all people, just the willingness of change, in, inviting something new, inviting, uh, giving, giving something new a chance. Uh, that's just a human, a general human attitude. We have issues mm-hmm. with giving new a chance. Um, But these are, I would say, the the biggest roadblocks, because if you have the people behind a concept, everything is possible. Nothing is really nothing is really heavy. Right. And even if something comes up, if you behind something, you always find a solution that doesn't feel um, stressful training or anything. It's always going to be all right. That the hardest challenge is always to get the people on board, to get leadership on board and to to. To kind of like get that spirit of yeah of course we have to work on it it's nothing that just falls from the sky and no consultant can give you that either we can yeah. give you the best advice the best strategy the best map the best compass but you you're the one who has to use it so we can't help you with that that's something you know the people within that company have to have to really want to mm. so uh what's What's something that uh, that I haven't asked you that our listeners really need to know about identity built branding? So I think we we, we touched on a, on a lot of things that that usually you know catches people's confusion, which is the, the difference between purpose and identity. Like mm-hmm. that to me, the identity is. The, that that asks that, that asks the question, so to say, to define the purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I always like to encourage people, and we catch on that too. That it isn't rocket science. Everyone can do that. It's super simple, and it just takes it just really takes a perception change because we are not used to asking ourselves for guidance we always look for the outside for guidance and solutions. Mm -hmm. But many, many times, the reason why you have a problem or you're experiencing a problem is not because the market is something or the customer is something. It's because there is 
something missing with you inside, with your identity, that is in misrepresentation that causes that problem. Right? And, and you can use, again, the human body as, a, as an example. So many times when people experience a headache, then they take a they take a, a painkiller or something. And of course, now the headache is gone. And it's the same thing like when we experience some issues with our revenue, and then we are going like having consultants change our cost structure. So now we are spending less. And yes, that has a positive impact on the cash flow, but usually that headache and usually that cash situation comes back a couple months later because we didn't really look at the what's causing that headache, right? And that is, for me, the, the beauty in identity build strategies overall, that our perception in where do we solve, how do we solve problems become much more self-empowering because the solution is within our organization, versus it is outside and we are, we can't really do anything about it because the market is the way it is. And yeah. that is what I want to encourage companies to change and see, hey, if, if we are strong and aware of who we are, we are not just building much, much better relationships with our customers, because I guarantee you 100,000% you will, you also will be much more efficient and effective in solving problems, whether it's financial things, uh, the re-identification of your customers, or when it comes to building better products. The combination of knowing who you are and what's your um, role in that world um, versus your execution, that really is a game changer. Hmm. Wow. That's awesome. So, all right, last question. What's one piece of advice that you would give to somebody who's uh, about to jump into something like this? Well, that's a good question. So as you see, I have to think about it for a couple <laughs> seconds. That's good. Um, uh, I think, you know, maybe accept, accept, accept the simplicity that, accept simplicity that is behind the solution. Uh, many times we're surprised how simple answers can be and how business teaches us how complex or complicated things have to be that they could be efficient. But with identity build branding, I think we experience many aha moments. Oh, that's actually simple. It, it is just a simple, you know, a simple perception change, a simple mind switch, and that's it. And it can be super, super simple. So my, my advice is be ready to accept the, sim the, the simplistic of a solution. Mm. That's encouraging because it says like, hey, we don't have to, you know, we might find the answer sooner than we think. But I think I, it might be hard for some of us to not want to overcomplicate it and say, well, that can't just be it. We've got to do more. There's got to be more to this when it might be right in front of our faces and we're just looking right over it. And, and, and that is, in my opinion, the truth most of the time because we are like managers are trimmed to if, if things would be simple, right? Everybody could do that. That's always the mindset behind. So we rather complicate it to secure our position within an organization. So 
But that simplicity doesn't mean that there are not complex circumstances behind that, right? So when I tell you, um, you just have to know who you are, that's a simple statement, but the, the, the definition of who you are is very complex. Yeah. So simplistic doesn't mean that there are complex um, circumstances that define that simplistic answer. But many times in, in, in the business in the business world, I feel we're losing understanding or the ability to even understand our context because everything is expressed so complex. And so, um, yeah, to, it's, 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 it's articulated too, compl um, too complex and too big versus the truth many times is very simple. Mm. That's awesome. That's a great place to stop too. Julius, I really appreciate you jumping on here and teaching us about identity built branding. I think it's something that's really cool. Um, I know it's something that we as a company, which is one of the things I love about doing this podcast, is we get a lot of free advice from people like you. Mm -hmm. So um, so it's definitely something we're going to look at on our end, and I would challenge any of our listeners to do the same. Um, so where can, if somebody wants to reach out to you, whether they want to they got questions for you or they want to hire you or whatever, like what's the, what's the best place for them to get in touch with you? Um, I mentioned the website earlier, identitybuiltbranding.com. Uh, I think that's the best place to read a bit further um, about the methodology, the process, um, you know, everything else. There's my contact details, but also we have great resources uh, um, to download um, a great audio book and, 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 um, and, and book to read that kind of like gives an entrance to identity build branding. So awesome. that's the, I would say that's the best place to start. Very cool. All right, Julius, thank you so much. Yeah, it's a pleasure you, talking with you. Aloha. Aloha. Thanks so much for listening to the Big Brand Theory podcast. Make sure to like and follow us on social media and subscribe to the podcast today. 